Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Denver, Colorado, it's time for Franchise Bible Coach Radio. Now, here are your hosts. All right, everybody. Welcome to Franchise Bible Coach Radio podcast with Rick and Rob. Uh, my name is Rick Grossman, and I'll be your co-host today, and I'll introduce Rob Ganley in just a second as he will uh, run right into the questions and introduce our special guest. But we have a very special guest today. We have Andrew McQuiston from Goldfish Swim Schools Franchising. And uh, hey, how are you doing today, Andrew? Doing great. Thanks for having me on today. Perfect. Well, he is the president over there at Goldfish Swim Schools, and they're going to tell us a, a little bit about some of their uh, stories and how they're getting through this time. And, and we're excited to see what kind of gold nuggets of information you have to share with us today. So remember folks that we are uh, kind of in the middle of the fight for your franchise challenge. And you can learn more about that at franchisebiblecoach.com. And uh, it's just a way for us to work together as a, a franchise community to get through this time uh, and to uh, weather the storm of this pandemic and not only think about surviving this time, but thriving as business owners and entrepreneurs around the world. So uh, that's what we're doing at this stage, and, and we're asking franchisors and franchise owners and, and vendors and suppliers to kind of pitch in ideas and ways that uh, innovation is helping us overcome this time. So very excited to hear what uh, Andrew's going to share with us today. So I'll turn it over to Rob and introduce Rob Ganley, my co-host, and we'll get it kicked off. Hey, Rob. Hey, Rick. It's good to be here. And Andrew, thank you for being here with us. Um, and I, I want to go ahead and get started. It's uh, an interesting time for all of us uh, and very interested in learning more about uh, goldfish uh, swim schools. Uh, welcome, Andrew. It's good to have you. Thank you. Well, so uh, as we get started with the interview, uh, can you share a little more about your brand and how it came to be? Uh, so, so I appreciate you guys first and foremost having me on. I know it's a crazy time with a lot going on, not just with coronavirus, but in the world. And uh, you know, we send our best to everybody that's fighting for, um, you know, for everything out there. So that's kind of just to kind of set the stage there. Um, but as far as goldfish, it's a story that started with my brother and sister-in-law, Chris and Jenny McQuiston. And it started back in, uh, since my sister-in-law Jenny was a little, uh, a kid that would be swimming much, um, akin to the ages of all of our students in our goldfish swim schools around the country and up in Canada as well. And so when she was a young swimmer in swim lessons, she was told by her instructor to her parents that she would never have uh, a career in swimming. Well, fast forward to high school, she swam uh, in 16 state titles and never lost a state title. And she never lost, in fact, a race all through her high school career. And that took her on a swim at the University of Arizona, where she swam with some other uh, women and the likes of Amanda Beard and so on, and went on to two Olympic time trials. And then uh, my brother and Jenny dated all through high school. When they both graduated, they decided that they'd get married, move back to Birmingham, uh, suburbs north of Detroit, where we're from. And they decided that they, you know, the grind of daily work uh, life was not enough of a work-life balance for them. They wanted to try something on their own. And so Jenny had some, uh, one of her friend's families on some of these schools up in Northern California. And so she just thought they literally, pretty simply thought that they were a cool family, had a cool family culture, and they had the ability to travel around to their daughter, some lessons around the country to support her at uh, U of A. And so she said, hey, let's, let's 
try this. So every vacation that they had, they spent it going to visit other some schools and get some ideas and best practices. And then that led, that was from 2004 to 06. Uh, they, my parents back them on a loan to open their first location uh, here in Birmingham. And they opened up with 500 students at day one. And, and it was almost instant success for them. Now they had a lot of name recognition here with Jenny and Chris and, you know, it's a small town and all those different pieces. So, uh, however, um, I was living in Southern California at the time. And in 2008, Chris and Jenny decided they wanted to start franchising the model and start to grow outside of just the one school here in Birmingham. And so I moved my life back. Uh, I went to school in Colorado, moved to Southern California, worked there for a couple of years, got some good business experience. And then I moved back to, uh, to Birmingham here. And that was, if you remember back in 2008, 2009, the economy was crumbling. And so, especially here in Detroit with the automotive markets. And we, the thing that was a, an, um, the biggest affirmation for us in what we do is that every single month, our enrollment continued to keep growing. And so, and that happened for years. And that was one thing that for us, that was very exciting to just kind of prove that out that no matter what was happening in the economy, things, you know, could, if done the right way and, you know, treat members the right way, could continue to, to flourish. And so uh, we saw that happen. And then we opened our first location in 2000, our first franchise in 2009 in Farmington Hills. And then we skipped a year and then opened our third location in 2011. And it was a very slow go from there. And uh, it was literally me and Chris and Jenny. Uh, meanwhile, Chris and Jenny are having children at this point. So Jenny was kind of you know, working at night and when the baby, their first baby Charlie was sleeping, it was Chris and I working out of their basement, working out of the front, you know, the front small office in their first swim school and the pretty typical entrepreneurial story. Um, one funny side note is I somehow came to know the founder of Wahoo's Fish Tacos out in, uh, on the West Coast. And they've got, you know, at the time back in 2008, I think they had like 40 or 50 or 60 locations. And so I somehow got him on the phone and said, Hey, we just want some advice. What do we, you know, what, what can you, what kind of golden nugget can you give me? One thing to do, just tell me one thing. He's like, stop franchising because the economy is terrible and we stopped franchising here. It's like, wow, that's not good news. Um, but you know, the, the interesting thing, and I, why I say it is everybody's got an opinion and perspective and that was theirs. And we just kept charging forward and you know, we're, we're grinders and we knew we had a great business. And, and so where that takes us today is we had probably, you know, three or four or five years of uh, struggles in terms of just not being where we wanted to be. But I think the blessing in, in the midst of all that is that it allowed us to hone in and focus on how to be the best brand that we could be, the best customer service, the cleanest facilities, the best curriculum. And, you know, we really believe that in the market, we have that. And we have, uh, you know, one of the larger brand presences now. And so from a team perspective, we've got 45 staff on the franchise team. We've got a, a 16,000 uh, square foot headquarters here in Troy, Michigan. We have a, our own pool in our facility that we train all of our franchise managers and owners when they come through our four-week training program. And so we have all the tools and resources today to allow us to continue to scale. And so we've got, we went from that one location, one franchise location in 09 to now 103 schools around the country and 15 under development. And so obviously with coronavirus and, and the COVID-19 pandemic that's happening, we're in a bit of a different situation with, we've got 12 operating locations. It's almost, we look at it as we're restarting the business and we're restarting all these different schools and we're, we're learning how to remarket. Uh, we're learning how to market. We're learning how to communicate. We're learning how to do things differently. Uh, we're doing things out of compassion because uh, you know we just know that everybody is affected by this thing. So we can't sell some lessons the same way that we used to. We have to approach it differently. And so uh, there's a lot that's that we're having to modify and kind of adjust as we go forward. 
Well, it sounds like you're being pretty agile as a as an organization, and your owners are coming right along with that. It's great. the uh, The theme right now that we're focusing on, as we kind of come to the tail end of our initiative here, is focusing in on where do we go from here. What uh, the first part of it was kind of getting ready. The second phase uh, that we went through was some tools and techniques for for really getting good strategies in place. And the the last few weeks of this program is kind of getting uh, momentum so that we can move through this time and move forward and what the new normal is going to look like and how to operate and how to market in the new normal. And so when you think about that, Andrew, what, um, what do you guys have on your strategy board uh, for how to reshape things or innovate uh, to kind of work within the new normal after this uh, COVID-19 experience? Yeah, so it's interesting. I just got off the phone with all of our owners. So every Tuesday, we have an all-owner phone call. And we have that every single week. And then every Thursday at 2 o'clock, we have an all-owner and all-general manager phone call. And it's the platforms that we use to communicate with owners and so that we're having great two-way communication going back and forth. And when this all happened, this started back March 12th. It was a Thursday. And I remember it vividly because it was the day that we made the decision to close our office down Friday, March 13th, and be work from home. So since March 13th, you know, I've been separated from all of our staff and we've been kind of doing the work remote thing. So um, we have, and ever since those days, we had owner phone calls every single day, seven days a week. And so it's improved our communication as an organization. Uh, it's improved our relationships as an organization, quite frankly, before all this, you know, a lot of franchisees, there is a interesting franchisee franchisor relationship if it's not well honed. And so a lot of franchisees, as they become successful, they start to say, okay, great. You helped me get to this point. I took my train wheels off. Now don't show up and I can do it on my own. And so not that we have that across the board, but some locations, and you know what, frankly, some of them operate very well and I get why they feel that way. Uh, but with what we have seen and the way that we've been able to bring the groups together, uh, it has changed our business in a way that I hope never changes going forward and that we stay united and very close together. And so we whittled those phone calls from seven days a week to three days a week to two days a week, which is what we're doing now. But uh, I think the way that we closed our locations and had to communicate on what that looked like, and we're in 36 different states and every single school closed in a different manner. Uh, and then walking through what does it look like to get, you know, PPP loans and idle loans and now, and then sourcing PPE and, you know, operating from different standards and what does it look like? We just had two owners on the call uh, this today. So we've got one owner that has 13 locations and one that has one, both different operations, but great perspectives for all of our franchise owners to hear from one that has been open for a week in Utah. And then the other that is just getting open literally today with their school. So wow. great perspective. And what does it do moving forward? I think it just adds a layer of compassion to our business and what we're doing. My, my hope is that it doesn't change it too drastically. Uh, but we're certainly going back to lessons at pretty much 50% or less in terms of occupancy. We're normally teaching four students to one teacher. Now we're doing essentially, in most cases, two students to one teacher and staying six feet apart. So I hope that the changes are just short term and that once things change as we continue to go forward and we can increase member confidence, that we can get back to at whatever time it makes sense and whatever time is right, you know, back to what we used to do best, which is get kids you know, safer in and around the water. Yes, that's good. And I, I, in my coaching, I call that 
that phenomena you were discussing there, the what have you done for me lately syndrome, <laughs> where franchisors and franchisees, uh, they, they tend to uh, communicate less as time goes on. And it sounds like you guys have been a, a pretty tight knit community. But uh, this time has really galvanized a lot of uh, relationships uh, because when you're under fire and you're under pressure, it really does create bonds uh, that are stronger. So I, I've seen that across a lot of brands where the franchisors and franchisees have uh, communicated more, spent more time together, focused more on uh, helping each other out and really bonding tightly. So that's great. And, and your, your customers, uh, one, another thing we've gleaned from this experience is that a big focus, and we'll talk about this when we get into our marketing and leadership and at the tail end of our program here, is that the customers have to feel safe and they have to trust you. Right. And it sounds like you're already building that, uh, that framework around the, the new normal, which is going to be important for, uh, for your clients as you get reopened. So wonderful. What do you think about that, Rob? I think it's franchising. Right. Um, the idea that, uh, and this is this kind of uh, leads to the question that I was thinking of, and that is that you know when you think of franchising, the the concept is that you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. And in this kind of a time, I can't think of a better situation for a small business owner to be in, uh, being part of a of a group, right? Yep. So in, from your side, have you, do you have a story? Do you have an example? Do you have something that really exemplifies that, that franchise idea of being in business uh, for yourself, but not by yourself? Yeah, um, it's interesting. So, and from a different perspective, I think for sure being part of a franchise organization is without a doubt, incredibly beneficial, right? And not just because we're the franchisor, I happen to be an owner of the company as well. Um, in, in my leadership role here, but um, it's allowed me to, we're having so many conversations about survival in the beginning that I don't know how a lot of other small standalone businesses were able to, to get through it on their own. And I think around the country, around the world, frankly, from what I understand, that don't have access or an understanding of what was necessary to continue to survive, to get the PPP loans, to, to apply for IDA loans, in the, the roadblocks that they come against. So uh, the thing that I appreciated was, and I love giving back, we as a company, we have a, a float and forward initiative where we are tied in with the uh, United States Swim School Foundation, and it helps provide swim lessons to children who otherwise wouldn't have access to swim lessons, usually in underserved communities. And so the thing that I found a lot of uh, gratitude in was helping some of my friends that own small businesses in our local community, just with resources that I'm getting we have a lot of really smart franchisees. Uh, we have one of our franchisees happens to be a, a partner in a bank as well. And they pushed through and had 100% success rate with every single one of their PPP loans. And so level one bank. And, you know, so he was influential in these phone calls that I mentioned we have with all of our owners. And we, you know, we have the chat feature going, we don't hold anything back. There's no masking things. There's no filtering stuff out. It's like it, everybody's on uh, unmute rather, so they can speak if they want to, they can speak their voice, we can answer it live. Uh, you know, we're caught off guard half the time, but it's like, hey, these are things that are on top of mind for the franchise system. And that's what builds trust is when you can be you know, overly transparent. And when you're wrong or you don't know, just say, you know, hey, we don't know, we haven't thought about it. And so it's when you try and, you know, sugarcoat things or make it up where you lose the trust in the, in the transparency. So um, I think those are some of the, the biggest kind of takeaways is that the strength in a franchise now more than ever has been so important to the success 
of kind of lifting up our franchisees and our franchise system. Yeah, that's been a big deal, right, Rob? I mean, they, uh, you, you say that a lot that franchising is about the community and, and your community surrounds you when you're under fire and under, under pressure. And like I said, with the, with the comment earlier and really great things happen in a franchise system when there's pressure. And, and that's yeah. really, uh, as I say to people, you're, you're never alone again. Uh, right. You're not out there trying to figure things out. You have all that support and all of that structure to help you and right. expertise and experience of the franchisor. So to win. No one would ever want this situation to kind of prove that situation out. Right. But I, I tell you, everybody we talked to the last couple of months, yeah. it, it is apparent and, and a blessing to all those involved to be part of a network, you know, Right, absolutely. Yes, that are flowing both ways, right? You're, you're thinking of things, your network is thinking of things, and you're family. And yeah. I've, I've heard family a lot um, yeah. in these interviews because um, that's the reality and that's what we've got. And um, it, it, as I said, we know how much franchising drives the economy. <laughs> so it's an important thing for all of us. And I just yeah. want to see it growing. Yeah. And I, I, one more thing too, to that point of, you know, what, what have we really learned? I think the biggest thing that we've learned as well is it's, it is all about, you know, we are experts in the learn to swim. We're experts in, you know, constructing locations, training people, and then, and then following through with our, our brand promise and product for the members and the children that swim in our programs. But in this moment, relationships have been so important to us. And then calling on those relationships of people that can, you know, put you in touch with the right person, to get this over the finish line or whatever that might be. And, and that was one of my one piece of advice for another group I spoke to a couple weeks ago was make sure that you, you know, never burn any bridges in, in this world. And so keep relationships live and you never know who you're going to need to turn back to and, and ask for some help. And we all need it from the, from the top down. It's like, it starts at the top. And so, you know, a little bit of that is, is part of our core values and, and we say being humble, hungry, and smart. And so we think those are three important things. And, you know, Patrick Lancioni, if anybody has read any of his books, speaks about that. Um, and so that's been, been really, really important to us as well as an organization. Yeah, very good. Well, when you look at, uh, you said you had some, how many, how many uh, locations are open for business now, today? Uh, 12 today, and we're hoping by the end of the week to have, uh, by the end of the week to have 39 locations open. Okay. Awesome. So as you're starting to incorporate customers back into your locations, do you have a, a favorite customer story of, because we talked about trust and, and we yeah. talked about uh, safety and all that good stuff. Do you have any stories you could share with the listeners about that? Yeah. You know, nothing in specific from a member point of view. And we call our folks that come through the front door that take lessons at our schools are our members. members. Um, so from that perspective, we get, stories all the time. And as you can imagine, and as we're all aware with social media, it's so easy just to either post on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever that might be. But we get stories all the time, especially starting in the Midwest and being in the, the kind of Northeast hemisphere of the United States is there's a lot of lakes. There's a lot of opportunities to be in and around water. And uh, we have a, we get now more than ever in the summertime is we get a lot of notes and, and kind of testimonials from members where their children are finding themselves in a body of water and maybe mom or dad has, has turned their head and they're able to swim back to, uh, you know, whatever it is, is the side of the pool or it's the ladder in the lake or whatever. And, you know, otherwise save themselves. And so 
we get some of those. Those are the stories that we love to hear. And, um, you know, we're really proud of the work we've done. We know that we still have a lot more to do and our, our, our industry as a whole has a lot of work to do. The statistics for child drownings uh, are staggering and yes. some work really, really hard to combat because uh, it's, it's scary. And, you know, I've got two kids. I have a six and a, and a three-year-old. My, actually, my three-year-old turns three on, he's not two, he's two and a half turns three uh, in two days. So we've got a birthday coming up here. Um, but, uh, you know, so it's near and dear to our hearts. My brother and his wife, uh, have four children themselves. So, you know, we're yeah. a business with where this is something that we're very close to and it's important to us. Yeah, that's important. And I'm a dad of four kids and they're, uh, they're all grown up now, but I'll tell you what, that's was a terrifying thing for us as parents, whenever we were around water or pools, or we had a neighbor across the street, who had a toddler uh, pass away and um, drown in uh, a community pool with a lifeguard standing by, unfortunately, wow. and uh, at, at a local country club. And, and uh, yeah, it can happen fast. So what you're giving your, your members is life-saving important stuff. And that's, that's a, a good cause to be a part of. So very good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm a parent as well. So, and my kids are in high school. Before we went through that process, yeah, you're going to learn to swim. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna make sure you learn at least the basics, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the last thing you want to know about is is those stories. So that is right. That is an amazing um, uh, purpose behind the business model. Um, and with that said, you know, as you've led through this the last couple months. Um, as we wrap up the show, I just wanted to ask you, you know, is there a takeaway? Is there one thing that you just feel like is a theme that kept repeating something as a leader, as a president that you would want to share with other leaders or really just the general audience about how to, how to navigate through such a time? Yeah, I'd say it's, it's been, this has been the hardest time of our lives as business owners. We've spent the last 13 years of our lives being, you know, growing month over month and being successful. So, I am not, uh, I'm not a person that's a skeptic or doomsday or anything like that, but I would say it's, it's caused us to really sit back and analyze the way that we run our business. And so we have, uh, we always have hired way before we needed people so that when we actually need them, they've already got three months of work under their belt and they can hit the ground running. Um, and I'm not saying that we won't do that moving forward, but I think the way that you manage expenses, the way that you, you know, work with your people, you can still build culture and do all these different things. Um, but you don't have to do it without, you know, keeping a pulse on, you know, doing business the right way. And so I think it's, uh, we are going to evolve as a, a different brand coming out of this. Uh, we're going to evolve as a different franchisor coming out of this, the way that we manage our people and the way that we work together. And so, but I'll say the one thing it won't do is that it won't change our culture and our core values. And so, you know, the five core values that we have as a, as a brand uh, is one of those things that, you know, we just won't waver waver from and our, our number one most important core value is integrity, compassion, and trust. And so those are the things that, you know, we rate all of our people on, based on our core values. And so, you know, you get a plus, plus, minus, minus, and that's kind of our indicator through, you know, evaluation time. And that, that one, integrity, compassion, and trust is one that we do not waver on. And so we won't waver on that either as leaders of the business and owners of the company. And so the way that we make decisions, we treat our members, we treat our students and our lessons, the way that we deal with our interactions with our franchisees, our managers and our employees, uh, those things, those things won't change. And so we're excited to, 
you know, come out of this thing stronger and better and different. And you have to be willing to be nimble and change. And if you're not willing to change, uh, then I think it's going to be a tough go for a lot of businesses out there because, you know, as this thing uh, evolves, who we are as people in a community, it's going to require some change. Good advice. Real, real good. Uh, gold nuggets, we call them. Gold nuggets of advice out there. And a lot of people are, are scratching their heads. They're trying to wonder or trying to figure out how to get through this time. And, uh, and the experience that you have gone through is going to be very valuable. So thank you, Andrew, for sharing with our listeners. And of course, our listeners are franchisors and franchise owners and people thinking about becoming franchisors and franchise owners and as well as other entrepreneurs and business people around the world. So we, uh, we thank you for your, your time and your insights. Great. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. And so folks, uh, that's going to do it for us for Franchise Bible Coach Radio with Rick and Rob for this week. And uh, we have more exciting things coming up in the near future. But if you haven't joined the Fight for Your Franchise Challenge yet, go to FranchiseBibleCoach.com and click on the tab that says Join the Fight and get involved. It's a free initiative. It's just our way of giving back to the industry that we love. And so you have free coaching sessions every week. You have an article uh, that's focused on different subjects. And then we also have our podcast and special guests uh, like we have today with Andrew. And uh, of course, join our community group on our uh, franchise uh, Facebook page. And then we can share ideas and you can ask questions and all that good stuff. So we'd like to thank Andrew uh, McQuiston again from Goldfish Swim Schools Franchising. And if you want to learn more, Andrew, what's a good website for them to check out? So we got two. If you want to, if you're a member and you want to enroll your kids, depending on who's listening on the line, it's uh, goldfishswimschool.com. And if you're interested in the franchise company, it's goldfishfranchise.com. Perfect. And we'll add your logo to the wall of fame on franchisebiblecoach.com. And people can go there and click right on that logo and get to your franchise page as well. So thank you, Andrew. And thank you to my co-host, Rob Ganley. We're going to go ahead and sign off for today, folks. We'd like to thank our sponsors. Rob, you want to shout out for our sponsors one more time? Absolutely. Thank you to SEO Samba. They're the inventors of the franchise marketing operating system. You can learn more about that at seosamba.com. Thank you very much. Wonderful. And franchisebiblecoach.com is where you can learn more, folks. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. We're going to sign off and thank you guys for... uh, for all you do out there as entrepreneurs. And remember, like I always say, continue to fight the good fight.